Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey there, everyone. It's good to be with you. Have you ever played spiritual tug of war? Yeah, I I was thinking back to as a kid, we would draw that line in the dirt, you know, or maybe we'd have a mud pit or a body of water or something between us. You know, it depends on how interesting you're going to make things. You've got that good old rope and, you know, either you're doing it individually or maybe you choose a team and, you know, you get positioned and you get your feet planted and you pull, 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 pull. Because, of course, the goal is not to get not to cross the line or land in the water or the mud or whatever. You want to hold your ground. Okay, you want to hold your ground. Now, of course, when we're playing tug of war like that, we're trying to get the other group or the other person into that position, right? But often with our spirituality, with our walk with the Lord, we're actually playing a, a, a bit of a tug of war. And we're going to talk about that today because when we play that tug of war in the spiritual realm, it's very, very dangerous. And we will fall into that pit if we're not on the right side. So again, there's a very real tug of war that's going on in both the physical realm and in the spiritual realm. And the challenge is, on one side, we have God, okay? On that side, with God, we have the plans and the purposes that he has for us. We have our destiny that he has planned for us. We have his provision, the wisdom that comes from the throne room of heaven. Of course, his protection, his creativity. How about his faithfulness? All of that is contained right here. And on the other side, we have we have compromise, we have death, we have destruction, we have distance from God. We have darkness. And it seems like it should be this easy choice, like I'm going to stay firmly rooted, established, planted on the side with God. But it's interesting because it's not quite as easy as it should be. You know, we're prone to wander. Lord, we can feel it, okay, as the hymn goes, prone to wander, leave the one that I love. We're prone to wander. Sometimes the draw on the other side is so massive, or or sometimes we're allowing our feelings to lead the way rather than the word, the, the statute of God. There's all sorts of things that come in that try to pull us to the other side. Matthew 6.24 reminds us that we can't serve two masters. Usually that's when we teach on that as pastors, we're, we're using that scripture with with our finances. But no matter what, you know, we're we're told that we can't have any other gods before him that, that, you know, we're not to bow down to idols. And in other words, we can't serve two masters because we're going to love one eventually. and We're going to hate the other. In Joshua 24, 15, we have, if it is displeasing to you to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you're going to serve. In other words, there's that tug of war going on. If it should be the gods your father served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites, the land where you're now living, then Joshua says, he says, yet for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In other words, he's grabbed onto that rope. He's planted his feet and he's not going to be moved. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You do whatever you're going to do, but we're going to serve the Lord. But you have to make a choice. We're going to serve the Lord. If we jump to 1 Kings 18, 21, this is where Elijah's actually gathered all the people and there's going to be this epic battle of the gods. There's going to be the one true God and then there's going to be Baal. Okay, and so they're all gathered together. And um, what he says is he says, how long will you stay between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. 
that phrase, how long will you stay between two opinions? Um, some translations use the word waver. How long will you waver between two opinions? The, the word in Hebrew that's translated waver, it's a verb and it means to pass over, to spring over, or to skip over. In other words, how long are you going to waver? How long are you going to be unsteady? How long are you not going to dig in? How long are you going to be going back and forth trying to appease? How long are you going to be willing to bounce from side to side? When are you going to find your position? When are you be going to become firmly rooted and established? Priscilla Shire makes a number of observations about this whole concept of bouncing side to side. She points out that the people possess too much history with the Lord to abandon their affiliation to him entirely. They knew what they should do. They knew where their spiritual allegiances should lie, but they were conflicted. That really caught me because how often do we have too much history with the Lord? So we're not going to abandon them altogether, but we're going to begin to compromise. We're going to begin to let those little foxes in that destroy the vineyard. We're going to we're going to begin to make alliances with the enemy and we're going to excuse it away. So we know too much, but we get pulled too hard in the other direction. We we're not dug in firmly enough. So a question for you, question for me, how often do we try to run like this dual track or this dual, we have Christianity on here this, this way. And yet we have something else culturally or, or, you know, trying to appease or another religion or, you know, socialism or Marxism or whatever that we're trying to bring in. And we're trying to run these two things side by side. We try to appease. We know what we should do, where we should stand. We understand that, but yet we make exceptions or we compromise. Side note here. Anytime we compromise in our belief system, anytime we compromise the word of God, anytime we try to make it more palatable, anytime we water it down, we actually enter into sin. We step over that line. Another note that she makes is that it, when, when we're talking about this passage that in 1 Kings 18, the other note that she makes is that um, the people felt they needed to show at least outward honor to Baal if they hoped to pla uh, placate their religious pig. Sorry, let me try that again. Okay, another note that she makes is that the people felt they needed to show at least outward honor to Baal if they hoped to placate their pagan rulers and fly under the radar of governmental judgment. The more Christianity is squeezed out of culture, the higher the temptation can be to try to placate a false religious system, a, a, a demonic religious system, and to fly under the radar because we're afraid that we're going to be ridiculed. We're afraid that we'll lose our job. We're afraid that we'll lose our nonprofit status. We're afraid that our neighbors might not like us. We're afraid. Hear that over and over. Afraid, afraid, afraid. Fear. Fear comes in. We're afraid we might go to prison. 
So, so we, we compromise rather than digging our feet in and saying, I will not be moved. I can, you know, I, I was thinking about this and I can, I can think of so many places where the body of Christ feels like they need to show outward honor to another God, little G God, to a culture, to a system in order to placate. I remember um, a number of years ago as, as the whole, um, the whole homosexual community was, was getting more of a footing and they were demanding their rights within the Christian church and, and all that. And a conversation I had with a senior leader as um, we were discussing the pressure to perform, to perform gay weddings. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that just shocked me is that they felt it was more important to stay under the radar, to placate the situation, to make sure that they wouldn't lose their tax exempt status. And the list went on and on then to stand word firmly on the word of God. In other words, in that moment with the cultural pressure that was beginning to heat up, nothing like what it is now, it was just beginning to heat up. Um, they were more concerned about all these other things than standing on the word of God and what scripture says. I, I so often wonder what our culture would look like if the church had stood firmly with that tug of war and not allowed herself to be pulled over the line. And that's true. You know, I'm talking corporately here, but that same concept, you know, the, the church, the body of Christ is made up as, of individuals. So even as we say, well, had the church done this, we have to go back and we have to ask, what have I done? Where have I been pulled over the line? Otherwise, we just enter into judgment. But when we also look at ourselves and say, okay, Lord, Holy Spirit, search me. You show me. Where have I compromised? Where have I, uh, you know, my, uh, your history is so great with me that, that I'm not going to leave you completely, but I'm going to compromise here, here, and here because it feels better, because it's more acceptable, because it's the cultural expectation, because it's what my peers want. Where are the places where I have crossed over that line and entered into sin because I haven't been firmly, uh, my feet haven't been firmly planted. I, I haven't stayed the course. You know, with a tug of war, with the spiritual tug of war, we can't risk jumping from side to side, depending on what we're feeling that I've seen rising like crazy within the body of Christ, where, you know, I'm going to align myself here because I feel that, or I don't like the individual or this, that, the other thing, the problem is aligning here is aligning against the word of God. And we're doing it based on feelings rather than saying, what does scripture say? Where do I need to align? Even if I'm a little uncomfortable with it, even if it hurts some, even if it, might, if it might not be the popular opinion, the word of God has to be my plumb line. And I want you to say right now, the word of God must be the plumb line in every area of my life. Okay, say that again. The word of God must be the plumb line in every area of my life. In other words, the feelings, my feelings cannot supersede or take over or have more weight than what God says. The culture cannot supersede or take over or have more weight than what God says. The legal system can't supersede or take over or have more weight than what God says. My life, it's like, it's like Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And there can be a cost for that. As for me and my house, I'm going to dig my feet in. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and I won't compromise. 
And when we do that, God gives us a strength to stay the course. Paul in Galatians 6.14 states, I'm going to read it out of the uh, modern English version first, then out of the Passion Translation. So again, Paul in Galatians 6.14, he says, God forbid it that I should boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. The Passion says, may my only boast be found in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, In him, I have been crucified to this natural realm, and the natural realm is dead to me and no longer dominates my life. In the spiritual tug of war that we find ourselves in, what's dominating your life? What's what's putting the what's what's pushing, what's pulling, what's what's causing us to hop from side to side? rather than stay aligned on the word of God. And then I would love to hear you share, like what helps you keep, okay, I'd love to hear some of the battles. Okay, because when we when we share some of those battles where, we're, where we are hopping side to side and why that's a struggle, it others can speak into it, some of their experiences. And yet at the same time, it also lets you know that you're not alone with that, with that battle, but there can be gold nuggets. So I would say, don't shame, don't judge each other. But say, hey, you know what, here's a tool that might be helpful in that to help you stay rooted and firmly grounded and established on the statutes of God, on your relationship with him, so that we pull others over into his kingdom, rather than us of the body of Christ being pulled away from him. Okay, so, so that's one thing. And then the other thing I would love is just to hear some of those encouraging what keeps you rooted and grounded and established and, and just staying in that place with him. You know, what, what locks us in so that we can't be moved, what locks us in. And, um, you know, that's actually the picture I get as I'm sharing this. It's like, there's this tug of war going on, but as we dive into the word of God, as we get along with him, as we, you know, iron sharpens others, as we, as we gather with other believers, as we worship, it's it's almost like um, when I when I ride my exercise bike, I have a bike, and I, I used to road uh, ride on the road also, and I had shoes that would lock into the pedals. Okay, there was a reason that you lock into the pedals with that type of riding. Okay, so what I see is like this picture: as we get into the Word of God, as we solidify our relationship with Him, as we keep growing stronger and stronger, that we lock in. And so when there's that pull, we're locked in. It, it, it's like we feel that. We, we feel that lock and, and we can't easily step over. It can't be this light bouncing back and forth because we're locked in. And the only way to step over is that when, you, when, you're, when you're locked into a bike, you have to twist your foot to unlock. So there's an extra, like there's an extra force. Like we, we have to so consciously decide to move over. And so, Lord, lock us in, lock us in, lock us in right now, Father, to your word, to your statutes, to to life your way. Give us a courage and a boldness to stay the course that that when we're that we declare with Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, that we stand like Elijah did in front of a whole community that that wasn't really walking with the Lord. They were, they were wavering back and forth that we stand there with a firmness, with a determination, with a knowing that God will prevail. That like Paul, 
that the world is crucified to us and us to the world because we're so we're so established. So Lord, forgive us when we jump back and forth, when we wavered. God, just forgive us. God, lock us into you. Lock us into you. Because God, we want to change the world for your kingdom. God, we don't, we don't want to waver back and forth. We don't want to enter into sin. We want to bring heaven to earth because that's what you've told us to do. We want to see the healing, God. We want to see people coming over onto the side because they see the glory of God. We don't want to water down who you are. God, forgive us when we've done that. We don't want to water down who you are. God, we want to shine. We want to, we want to bring forth your power. We want to radiate who you are. We want to reflect the image of the one true God. So, Lord, we just come and lock us in. Lock us in. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you haven't already done so, I invite you to share this. Also, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Ruth Hendrickson. The ministry is RHM International. The website is ruthhendrickson.com. And, you know, if you really find yourself bouncing back and forth and you're really struggling to stay the course, we would love to minister to you. If you go to ruthhendrickson.com, that's also the home of our Mashaw team. It is an, a team that ministers around the world, emotional healing and deliverance. It would be our joy and delight to walk with you and help get you locked into the word of God and get rid of that stuff that keeps trying to pull you over or take you down because you are here for such a time as this. He has plans and purposes for you and they are good. And we just want to see you walk in the fullness of who he's created you to be. So again, the website is ruthhendrickson.com. And if you've been blessed by these and you want to sow into the ministry, we welcome that. Just ask Holy Spirit what you should give and then go from there. So again, you'd be so blessed. Have an amazing day. Remember, you're here for such a time as this. And you know what? He has good things for you. He has such good things for you. Really, really good. So don't give up. Keep going for it. and Get locked in to who he is and who you are in him. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.